0: to the College Football Uncensored Podcast. We're your hosts, Huck and Marler. You're going to jinx
1: us already. You said both of us? We're both hosts? Yeah. What a week um, for me.
0: Yeah. Quickly, if you wouldn't mind, go to our Twitter, at CFB underscore Uncensored, and follow us. And on iTunes, go give us a five-star review. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Not our normal format. No. Some interesting stuff happened last week. We had a, an emergency pod for it but it looks like we're moving ever closer to a 12 team playoff, which is interesting. We've already done the debate on if it's a good idea or not. Now, Chris had a great idea for something else that we could talk about with this. Topic. Yeah. So
1: we, we've talked about this. Like, I feel like in the past, it's become, um, we did, I know we did a pod on the SDS pod about it. Similarly, like not the same, but talking about who's the best team to ever not win a championship. And there's some really good teams um, that you could throw there. We were talking specifically for the sec, but I thought, looking back at this, because as soon as the playoff was announced, you immediately saw all these, you know, graphics and and things of, like from people that were working way harder than I was apparently that day, and just like, "Hey, here's exactly what a 12-team playoff would have looked like every year since." Blah blah blah. Um, so I started thinking since that would be way too much work. We could just throw out objective opinions, some non-objective. We'll get to that in a second um, of who we think. Like, what teams we think didn't win a championship, obviously, since the BCS era, since 1998, but would have in a 12-team playoff format, okay? So, and I'm not saying, like, for all of these, I'm not saying, like, concretely they would win it, right? But who are the best teams that would have, like, thrived, especially in this type of playoff format and won a national title, um, you know, if it weren't for, like, the, the computers or the playoff?
0: Yeah, I mean obviously when you go to a twelve team playoff, you know, you could you could take like the number five seed in any given in any given year and and realize that they have to play three right. games. So I mean, it's kind of tough to debate, okay, they would have won this matchup against the twelve and then the four but just teams that were really good that were just outside that top four right. that really would have had a chance. I mean or, we thought in about in a doing a lot of cases, even like top two
1: in the BCS. Right. <laughs> also true. And so we thought like there's a couple like I, I want to include two thousand two Miami because I feel like they, they all but won the national title, but they had it robbed for them. Um, yeah,
0: but they were in the actual game, so right. you can't
1: really take them. So, like, we'll, we'll start like, with an example just to, like, you know, kind of get into it. And, and basically, again, so it can't be anyone that, has, that won the national title that year. And yeah. it has to be someone that also didn't play in it. And it's from 1998 to the present day. So, it's, it's the BCS and college playoff era. Um, just real quick, going through some teams that, like, you, you excluded – that like you didn't include like like 2010 auburn i didn't touch because i was like you know what i knew that there's some bama fans that always say this shit where they're like 2010 bama could have made a run if they had a chance like well that team lost to three teams in one year right (laughs) like so i yeah they were really talented but let's also realize like they lost to three teams in one year um so they were definitely not included i didn't want to touch 2010 because at this point honestly like i'm just not fucking with with cam newton that year <laughs> at yes. all even no, though they they maybe. weren't that talented of a team overall um and i'm not touching 2019 lsu because i think that's the best offense we've ever seen and i don't think like, they honestly might have beaten the patriots that year if they were even good i don't know <laughs> if they were good that year um you could also throw 2004
0: usc in there mm-hmm. i mean that, that team with you know liner budgie bush
1: no 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 you can't you can't throw that one in there because that's going to be one of the biggest debates. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but 89.8% of the people listening listen to this are like, yeah, you absolutely can't argue that because Auburn and we were going to get into that. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, that that's my personal opinion is that that team wasn't going to be, beat, but we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah. There is one team that we were pretty consensus on that didn't make a game, but well, certainly probably yeah. would have won a championship.
1: And we're going to go through this in chronological order. And, and I, I, what Tyler's talking about is 2000 Miami. And before we get to that, though, I want to throw out just the first example of this. And it's not one of my top five teams. Um, and, you know, real quick, who are your top five? Actually, let me say this part first. I'm so bad at organizing things. Um, <laughs> so this is my honorable mention. And the first thing that came to mind, when we started going through this era and it was literally 1998 and I'm not trying to piss off Tennessee fans. They had an incredible year. They went undefeated. Al Wilson was, was a great linebacker. T Martin, you know, they finally got over the hump after the the Manning years and all that kind of stuff. They beat Florida. The reason I threw that year out there, and and we had criteria for this, which was like, all right, you know, where were they at in terms of like specific, like statistical categories. Right. Um, Also like, you know, were they loaded with talent in terms of having like a bunch of NFL draft picks? Did they like, did they have like ridiculous losses just, you know, like in a fluky way, whatever. Or was it like a year like 2007 or, or 1998 in this, this instance, where I feel like there are a lot of good teams that could have won the national title. And also partly because the team that won showed a lot of vulnerabilities throughout the year. So Tennessee, that team in 98, they, you could argue they could have lost three games that year, easily. Florida game, Syracuse, they won by one point, uh, and the Arkansas fumble as well. But I picked Kansas State as my first example in 1998 because of Michael Bishop, you did not agree with this or even remember what I was talking about.
0: I remember Michael Bishop. That's about all I remember of 1998 Kansas state. Um, yeah. I actually had a different team in 98. It's, it's one of the teams that I, I didn't do a top five plus honorable mentions like you. I, I threw in some teams <laughs> that, that for sure, I think I would have won that this, that's the point of the, the thing. And obviously right. 2000 Miami, I think we both picked, we'll get into that in a minute. 98 for me though, Ohio
1: state, Oh, they, the Joe Germain Ohio state team,
0: Joe Germain. So they were preseason they were
1: starting with a team that Nick Saban ruined halfway through the year.
0: <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> Michigan state. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So preseason number one, they were number one all the way up until November where they, yes, you said it six and six Michigan state coached <laughs> by Nick Saban actually beat them. That was their only loss, yeah. but keep in mind, they had five uh, top call it 20 wins that year um three first round picks i mean antoine winfield was an absolute baller david boston you remember that guy monster at receiver receiver number nine
1: remember andy katzenmoyer god i hate like (laughs) yes and this is probably where my disdain for white linebackers i always make that joke about how like the the big 10 is nothing but a bunch of white linebackers and tight ends with a z in their name that's probably where it came from that is yes
0: and then he went to the patriots of course he did of course he did um But they, they finished number four in the BCS standings, which, as we know, would have had a first-round bye for them. Um, okay. they, and I agree with you. Tennessee, probably one of the uh, – gr- granted, they went undefeated, but I probably think they're one of the least talented championship teams we've mm. seen.
1: I don't know about that. They were talented, for sure. Like, they, they had – I'm not going to say that team wasn't talented. And it's hard as shit, no matter what year, to go undefeated – and win a national championship so and i don't want tennessee i know tennessee fans would be pissed even at, at the mention of this and yeah and i understand why because it's again like you could say i made the comment about how they could have lost three games they didn't is the bottom line and that you know they went to syracuse open the season beat uh a donovan McNabb led uh orangeman um and then beating florida at home It was an overtime florida missed that field goal whatever they did all the things to win those games right sure, sure. um but that being said, you brought up another point, and I think it solidified just the reason for the playoff and, and teams that could have excelled in the playoff. You brought up the fact that they played Florida State, they beat them by seven, and they, they played against a third-team quarterback in the national championship game, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and at that point in the year, you know, Florida State, I guess, you know, they had beat Florida. They come up with a big win on, against Florida, but not having your starting QB, I mean, they probably would have been knocked out before they even got to that game. Uh, right. if they didn't have winky. So, um, you know, I, I, I think Ohio okay, state next you're been- throwing in a
1: freshman into the fire, a young 38 year old freshman quarterback. That's never seen game experience. That's tough, man.
0: So if we, so look, it would, it would have been one versus four Tennessee versus Ohio state, but if it was yeah. chalk leading into it, and then it would have been Kansas state and Florida state, let's well, say Kansas okay, state so- and Florida
1: state. And, and here's my thing. And like, I, I get what you're saying about Ohio state and all that kind of stuff. And I also understand, um, the point you're making. like, like Tennessee, I'm again, not saying they weren't good or they weren't talented, but they were very fortunate and lucky in a few you know instances. And, and I feel like all teams have to do that. Right. Like, like it's always that one moment every year that, that you like skate by or, you know, beat a team from like just something miraculous. Usually most teams will just roll through a schedule and dominate except for last year at Bama and all that. Um, the 1998 season, Tennessee was very fortunate in a lot of ways. A team that wasn't was Kansas State. And that's why I picked Kansas State, because what does it take to win, uh, a, you know, a national championship, especially nowadays? And that's excellent quarterback play. And and usually having a team that has, like, a, a good coach, that's, like, experienced. They had Bill Snyder, who was, I believe in 1998, he was only 93 years old, um, coaching Kansas State. Now, of course, I, I'm not sure. I don't think he's there anymore. But... Um, one of his, I believe, 98 years of coaching at Kansas State. This is one of them. Kansas State, and if you guys are unfamiliar with this season and you missed all the hoopla, it was fucking wild, right? Because you're in Manhattan, Kansas, the team that's never good, and you start having this team, and the most electric quarterback in the country by far, he was the second, uh, or he was the runner-up to the Heisman behind Ricky Williams, who had an incredible season. But Michael Bishop was basically like right-handed Mike Vick at the time, Okay. They were eleven and two, and the last two losses came uh, in the Big Twelve Championship and the uh, bowl game. They were three and zero in the regular season versus the top twenty-five. Right, they lost in double overtime to number ten Texas A and M in the first ever Big Twelve Championship game. They had seven players drafted that year from the team. Going back to Michael Bishop, um, he had thirty-six hundred total yards and thirty-seven touchdowns, which at the time, you know, he had twenty-eight hundred yards passing, uh, seven hundred almost eight hundred yards rushing. You just didn't see that, right? You just didn't see that from like a quarterback during the season. Their average margin of victory was thirty-eight point two points per game. They were like just absolutely drubbing people, okay? And and yes, you could say like they played in the Big Ten or Big Twelve. Maybe they didn't have as as tough of a schedule. Um, Whatever. Their their average margin of victory against Power Five teams was twenty-nine and one, or I'm sorry, twenty-nine point one. So consistently they were absolutely destroying teams throughout the year and then this is what's interesting about it, is they lose in double overtime um to Texas a and like I said right it was like kind of a fluky game I believe Martín Gramatica missed a kick I believe and I'll never forget this when they were doing the pregame there he was like a big part of this whole hoopla around this team and it, they were like Martín Gramatica is warming up from 77 yards out, he's hitting him. He's hitting him, John. And I was like, "Wow, like this is the best team ever." And then, of course, they lose that game. So what ends up happening after that? He was that 71,
0: 71 percent on his field goals that year. By the way, not very good. Not very. Only
1: 71. Yeah, well they were all from 80 yards plus. So that's still pretty that's good. That's true. Yeah. Also, 70 percent, like for a Bama fans' perspective, is like basically an A. Um, so anyway, so you have all of that happen, right? um They lose those games. They lose that game. And then what ends up happening next, this is the very first year of the BCS. There's not a contract where whoever finishes in this, you know, this ranked here after the regular season goes to this bowl. The Big 12 champion usually goes to the Cotton Bowl. They got passed up and they chose Nebraska because Nebraska, of course, had Tom Osborne. They just come off the national championship, bigger fan base. So they took Nebraska. Then you're supposed to go to the number two team in the Big 12, which they weren't, but the number two team would have gone to um, the Holiday Bowl, right? Because they have the Titans there. They chose Texas. So Kansas State, who's ranked number three in the country, had to go to the fucking Alamo Bowl versus unranked Purdue. And they lose to Purdue on a last minute drive. Right, so everybody
0: opted out. It doesn't count.
1: It, right, well, but like at this point, it's like, what a slap in the face. And it wasn't until next year they finally were like, listen, from now on, Whoever's number three gets an automatic BCS bowl ber- berth because that's fucking ridiculous. What, like, you're ranked number three in the country, you go to the Alamo Bowl. It's just crazy. Regardless, I, I just think that with that team, it, especially in a playoff format, it, I know how they closed the season. That offense was explosive as shit. They were, they were so good. And they were beating good ranked teams um, throughout the entire season. I just feel like that they could have made a run. They weren't in my top five, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, so... There's some stats that you can look at called SRS, which are which is basically like advanced stats kind of for back then, which is like it adjusted for your points, you know, margin that you would beat people by, and then also adjust by the opponents that you were playing. Right. Um, Ohio State was ranked number one, Florida State two, Tennessee three, Kansas State four. So you would have had those top four in some way, but it would have been interesting because Kansas State... Would have played Florida State in the first round without Winky, probably would have beat them, and then I would have Ohio State over Tennessee. So our two teams that we're talking about probably would have played instead of
1: Tennessee and Florida State. Right. Interesting. And and again, it's all hypothetical. Yeah, I'll I'll have it. But it's one of those years where I think it—it's something that could have happened. So, let's get into the actual picks that we made, Um, and I'll just tell you my list uh, in order in order of of what I think. Okay. I had number one was 2000 miami number two for me was 2012 texas a number three we're gonna disagree on this but i had um 2013 alabama yeah, and then number four terrific. number four i had 2007 georgia and those are two are pretty much or you know interchangeable and then at five i had 2015 ohio state what were yours uh
0: 2000 miami i started out with as well um I also put in 98 Ohio State, which we've already gone through. Um, 2003 USC, one that you probably didn't think of. 2007 West Virginia.
1: No, that's good. I like that. Um, I didn't think of. What's that about?
0: Well, you had Georgia in there, so, you know. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And then I didn't really pick a top five, five, like I said. I had those four, and then you know, we were going to discuss kind of yours and mine together. So, so we started in 98, um, to me, 99, undebatable. No one was beating Florida state that year. I didn't want
1: to say that. Really good. That's Peter Warwick. I get that. Um, you got to think though, Bama's Bama's got a good 10 and three team that might've lost to Louisiana tech when a young Chris Marler showed up and size 34 Huskies, which if, if you're keeping score at home, just means they're size 36. Um, but I was at that game anyway fine 99, but are both, both of us had for number one, 2000 Miami. And listen, I like, I don't think this one's really that debatable. I think they were the best team in the country, regardless of not even being in the actual championship game. Um, this is a team that like going through the season. I mean, like here, walk through here with me. I mean, you've got, you so, got So they oh, beat, first ahead. of
0: all, they beat the top two teams, in the nation, outside of themselves, in the regular season. They beat number right. one, Florida State. They beat number two, Virginia Tech. They're 11-1, and
1: one, and they finished ranked number two in the country.
0: I don't want to go through a list of the entire team, because you could literally go across D-line, O-line, all of it. But here's just a sample of some names you might have heard of. Andre Johnson, Santana Moss, Clinton Portis, Reggie Wayne, Jeremy Shockey, Mike Rumpf, Ed Reed, Dan Morgan, Ken Dorsey, by the way, Clinton Portis and yeah. Najee Davenport, both we remember those. That, they weren't even the leading rushers of that team. A guy named James no. Jackson, which I don't even remember, had over a was... thousand yards and eleven touchdowns.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and also it, the other part of this too is those teams, like the 2000 Miami team. I'm pretty sure that was when y'all played the national championship with Chris Winkie, who won the Heisman that year. And the, you got beat by Oklahoma and it was a 13-2 game. Oh, I don't yeah. ever want to fucking hear about the Bama LSU rematch again because we we have very much glossed over a 13 to 2 score. I mean, you got run ruled in the Dixie U fucking state playoffs, is basically what that was. So then you have yeah, you look at this That's, Miami why, that's team when and- I started
0: hating Mark Rick. No one hates Mark Rick, but <laughs> but any Florida State fans who he was hired to Georgia before that game, and we all all four State fans blame him for that loss. But anyways, and so, receiver, was was suspended.
1: Right, you but, also have. Well, that's your own fault. You guys always have players suspended. Yeah, um, that's true. So this is the team that we know of the 2001 Miami team and 2002 Miami team. The 2002 team was absolutely robbed in, in a great game against Ohio State. Um, but this is a team that that went on to win and in by all means should have won back to back national championships. Right, they won in 2001. They should have won 2002. They they went undefeated up until the, the Ohio State loss, right? they had won 23 straight games in 2001, 2002, dating back to this season in 2000, which is the year we're saying they should have won it or would have won it. Um, they lost in week two at Washington. Washington was ranked number 15 in the country. You're going literally as far away from Miami as possible to play a non-conference game. So kudos to that. They lose by five points. Um, hold on, I'll do the math on this real quick then they reel off 10 straight games. They'd won they went on to win 33 straight games after that loss. However, Oklahoma goes undefeated. Florida State goes undefeated. I remember my my issue with this being that they that that uh Florida State wasn't as good as I thought as I don't know. They, they, were, they
0: weren't nearly as good. Like on offense, their their offense wasn't nearly as good. They, they were just coming off the championship. They had lost a ton off that offense. They still had wing right. the Heisman. But yeah, their defense was the really good segment. What, what was crazy about Oklahoma, I think Big 12, they're the number two defense in the country that year. They were
1: Teddy Lehman. They were fucking yeah. ridiculous.
0: Um, you know, and, and uh, Miami definitely, I think if they would have got there, they would have beat Oklahoma. But Oklahoma was really good. They, that So Venables was their co-DC with mm-hmm. Mark Stoops. Had, he's been around that long yeah fat ass mark mangino was their host <laughs> they beat five ranked teams including number two at kansas state and then number one nebraska back-to-back weeks they oklahoma yeah yeah kansas state so powerhouse. so you know and josh heupel was the quarterback now the 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 uh, coach at tennessee right. but he they had a top 10 offense number two defense in the country oh they were um, good but I still think with that that Miami and, – and by the way, that when we lost to Miami that year, we lost on a wide right for the third time against them. So that was fun.
1: No, y'all didn't uh, oh, yeah, that's true. I remember that. And, and also, that was – so they, they beat y'all, who y'all ranked number one. But the other they, – they beat three ranked teams the whole season, which is, isn't that much. I get it. They played in the Big East, RIP. But they absolutely drubbed teams. It wasn't like they had close games, right? So, like, they beat West Virginia by 37. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into Rutgers, but it was by 58 – um temple by 28 louisiana tech uh by only 11 but then you start looking at those ranked teams they're playing number two virginia tech who just played the national championship the year before um with michael vick still at quarterback they beat them by 20 they played number seven florida uh off a team that a lot of people also think that you know could have uh, them in 2000 and 2001 may have had a good chance to to make a run in like if they didn't lose like i don't know one team or whatever i don't know i hear florida fans say that all the time they beat number seven florida uh 37 to 20 so like they absolutely drubbed teams for the rest of the year right and and then again we already talked about the success they would have after that i just it, it has nothing to do with like i think oklahoma was a really good team they were very well coached and, and all that they were they were a great national champion and all that yeah if you but- watch that you documentary i don't i the way that those those grown-ass men spoke i don't think they're getting beat
0: no no yeah that ed reed yeah no but i mean yeah in florida state after they lost miami i think the reason they got in is they they played three ranked teams after that they won they beat nc state 58 to 14 clemson was 10 they won 54 to 7 and then the last game of the year they played number four florida and won 30 to 7 so i think that's how they got in they just they got on a heater yeah. and then that's what was so crazy after they lost to miami they scored 63 37 58 54 35 30 and
1: 2 yeah Two. And, and, that's, and the right, championship. That makes no yeah, it just makes that's, no sense. Um, yeah, make like laying a huge egg. And that's that's yeah. another thing, too, that is a, a reason like to factor into this, and, and we'll get to it with our next two teams that, that we picked. Is sometimes it's not just like, oh, you know, they, they had one loss that kept them out of blah, blah blah, but it's also some of these teams that you lose early, and the way they finish the season, it's like I hate using cliches, but nobody in the country wanted to play that team, right? and i think this 2000 miami is the best example of that um okay we're going chronologically here so our next one right is wait i didn't even look at yours that you put in the top yeah yeah um, so
0: um actually mine will be next it was 2003 usc and this was really like kind of the beginning of the you know mini little dynasty that they had i can't really call but they won the
1: national championship they got a, they got a, a split national championship
0: well, I, I get, but they didn't play in the game. I mean, they they played, the, you, they were recognized as the AP champion. That's like.
1: Okay, first off, don't hate on AP championships. As a Bama fan, I'll take a lot of fucking all, offense to that.
0: Yeah, a lot of like 14 of them. No, but, but you can't
1: really. I mean,
0: you can. But they weren't it, in the championship they, game. I mean, they they didn't play in a national title game. Like, I don't. That's like getting a ribbon, being like, oh, you were really good, but
1: you didn't win. They won but, a national
0: championship, they got a trophy. They didn't even play in a championship game.
1: That's the best way to do it. Again, I keep saying this to, to <laughs> and Auburn fans: like, don't win your fucking division. Rest up for the playoff. Like, it, it's it's even better that way. <laughs>
0: Anyways, they didn't play in a championship game. Had they been in a playoff, they would have had a real national championship because uh, LSU won that year. And they, yes, they were good, you know. Uh, but you're talking Liner, Lindell, White, Reggie Bush, Kerry Colbert, Mike Williams, number one offense. Would have played the number one defense in the country. Yeah, I think I'm just USC would have won that a legitimate national championship. You can't an AP hey, hold on champion that did not play in a championship game. That's okay. So you then then crown UCF a champion as well.
1: Shut first off, sh- <laughs> shut the fuck up because that they weren't they weren't AP. That was the Sagar not Sagarin. That was like a hey. wasn't that a poll of like fucking dentists? Like, and I'm not yep. even making a joke here. It was like Counts. a dental poll. It, no, it's not the same thing at all there there's most people that I feel like watched that year. And I, I, no offense, LSU fans, nobody's considering USC, not a national champion. I think that you're like, I, you would, they're listed as a co-national champion. I, they won the national championship. Also though, in argument of what you're saying, cause it's stupid that you even put it in here and I can't find it in the Google doc. Cause I think you put it in the wrong doc or maybe I did. <laughs> but if you're saying all that, like number one offense, they got these players, blah, blah, blah. You're also talking about, Going up against an LSU team because USC lost that year. LSU didn't, I believe, right? Um, you're talking about going up against a LSU team that was LSU also
0: one to who they lost to. Ready, drum roll.
1: It was Florida. Florida. Okay. Oh, yeah. fair. All right. And was at home. Um, oh, and they weren't even ranked. Yikes. Is that a Ron <laughs> Zook team? Did Nick Saban lose to Ron Zook? Jesus Christ. All right. Maybe. Uh, maybe you have a, ch- a point here. But he's. Your your offensive coordinator Jimbo Fisher, your defensive coordinator Will Muschamp. There's talent everywhere, and you're also going up against Saban with with him having 40 days to prepare. So, but
0: USC was that team then? Pete Carroll. Okay. Who else was that? Was that was it? Norm Chow? You've, Come on, can I get Norm Chow? Shit on,
1: you shit on the entire like thing that I was going to bring up for the next next segment here because my next team and it's not in order, but like. In chronological order is 2007 Georgia, and I know a lot of you are thinking, "But wait, how come Chris didn't say 2004 Auburn?" Is because he's a Bama homer and doesn't and he hates Auburn. No, it's not. We, and here's the deal: I, I think the easiest thing for people to do is bring up 2004 Auburn because they went undefeated, right? And and since we live in a world of like social media and and people like Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and can have uh, uh, you know full on TV shows. Um, where they can just say anything and it doesn't fucking matter, and and it you know ends up being like a take and her opinion, blah blah blah. blah. In two thousand four, it's easy to say Auburn should have would have won the national championship because they were an undefeated SEC team. And what we know now, especially from that two thousand six Florida championship on, is that the SEC goes on to win like seven straight national championships. They are like hands down the most dominant t- uh, conference in all of. Or my dogs say hey, um, yeah, they're and they're backing me up here. Yeah. They don't think Auburn would have won either, but it, it, You're it, talking, like, you talking. You think that Chip Saban
0: <laughs> and Queso
1: <Gorgavailoa>, <laughs> don't agree with you on this? No, they, they're they're very biased. They're way more biased than I am. But but here's the deal. I think it's so easy for people to say that they would have won just because they were undefeated in the SEC. I, I'll take you through why not only do I do I think they wouldn't have won, but also why like it makes total sense that they didn't even make the what do you call it um the championship game because it's a year where the sec wasn't dominant like it is now okay um so i think that we have a little bit like revisionist history with thinking that sometimes just because of what we know now there's there's only four or three other teams that ended up finishing ranked in the sec auburn played um they beat five ranked teams that year. Let let me get to this they beat five ranked teams that year including well they beat four total ranked teams in tennessee twice okay um that being said they had a phenomenal defense people want to bring that up all the time how like you know usc and oklahoma wouldn't have scored on that defense they beat number eight georgia by 18 points they beat tennessee again like i said beat them once in knoxville by 24 beat lsu by um who was ranked number four at the time uh by one earlier one of the most impressive stats they have is in the regular season they played three ranked teams that were all in the top 10 and none of them scored over 10 points so i a thousand percent understand why Auburn had a great resume and they were a great football team. However, the season itself, you started with USC and Oklahoma ranked number one and two in the country. Both of them ran the table and went undefeated, right? You're talking about an Oklahoma team that is coming off, being in the national championship game and was runner up the year before. They have the Heisman Trophy winner from 2003 at quarterback. The 2004 Heisman Trophy runner up at running back with Adrian Peterson, who has one of the best seasons ever. Um, Then you have, Uh, what do you call a usc team right that was they had the 2004 heisman trophy winner they are also coming off what many besides you would consider a national championship season again they go undefeated and and here's the thing everyone wants to talk about like they played in the sec okay fun fact for you here um in the sec that season like i already told you they only had three ranked teams you look at the strength of schedule for auburn usc and oklahoma usc had the fifth ranked strength of schedule in the country, Oklahoma's was 11th. You know what Auburn's was? 55th. So don't tell me that Auburn played this, you know, like murderer's row schedule and and still got through it undaunted or un. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, right? And and they should have they should have played this national championship. They also played Virginia Tech, beat them by three. A similar opponent, so USC, who opened the season at Virginia Tech, beat them by more. Um,
0: did you already Again, mention think, that USC had beat Auburn the year before 23 to zero?
1: That's the other part of this too, that I don't understand <laughs> people forget about in 2003, not only did USC beat Auburn and I get that it was a year before it still matters. Okay. Yeah. That USC beat Auburn. They also beat them at Auburn. They went to the planes all the way from Southern California and then beat them 23 to nothing. Okay. And so and the last thing I'll say about this, get off the whole thing about Auburn's defense was next level. They were fantastic on defense, right? You have Carlos Rogers at cornerback, the first round pick, I believe you have one of the linebackers. I don't know. Was it was a Carlos Will Herring. <laughs> Will Herring. Number 33 was fantastic. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. It was uh, what, who did you just name? Carlos. Rodgers. It doesn't matter. No, yeah. Matter.
1: So you, you have and, and I get the offense, Jason Campbell, you know, the, the greatest running back duo in, in SEC history, probably in college cultural history with Carnell and, uh, and Ronnie Brown. But if we're going to talk about the defense, which seems like what everyone always brings up is of how good they were. That, uh, that Auburn defense finished the year they were ranked um, third in the country, right? In in like scoring defense. I think they might've been number one overall in in total defense. USC, by the way, they had a top 10 scoring offense, putting up 38 points per game. They were also top 10 in total defense, right? And not just scoring (laughs) defense, they were ranked third in points per game, giving up only 13 points per game. They were ranked first in the country in in rush defense. So have fun with that, Carnell and, and Ronnie. And then they were also ranked sixth in total yards allowed. So I get that it's, it's, they went 13-0 in the SEC, and they were a fantastic team. Nobody was beating USC in football that season. No. At all.
0: Yeah, you could talk about Ronnie Brown and Carnell Williams, but they had Lindell White and Reggie Bush, which was a better pairing, I think. At, yeah. You know, maybe later in the NFL, the first two hey. maybe have been better. But then you, some of these names, I mean, you look at the roster for USC, Dwayne Jarrett, Steve Smith. Remember those guys? Yeah, they were great. Their was ridiculous.
1: Well, and, and speaking to that, the last point I'll make on it, right? It, somebody brought this up the other day, and it's, I think it's pretty much obvious at this point, but um, I think I forgot who it was, but it was like a national analyst or maybe it was a coach. I'm not sure. But they said that Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian are hands down the two best offensive minds in all of college football, maybe of all time, right? Both of them were on this coaching staff. yeah. So, yeah, I have a hard time thinking that they were going to get beat by Auburn. Um, anyway... Moving on to the next team that I have here, because I don't even know where uh, yeah, your teams 2007, are.
0: 2007, I think you said 2007 UGA.
1: 2007 UGA. And, and I, I feel less confident in this one now after doing the research, to be honest, than, than I did before. I'm going to get in my handy-dandy notebook here. Um, and slow so my for, voice well, Let's just start just this
0: with saying that 2007 was a fucking insane year. It was the
1: most ridiculous Closest of all time. The, it was
0: like the. Remember, it was like the year of the number two curse. Like they
1: lost in like nine straight weeks.
0: So yeah, exactly. So in the last nine weeks of the season, number two team lost seven times.
1: One of those though was like either U.S.F. South. One Florida, of them was yeah, South Florida lost to Rutgers. I remember that they had Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, there was big things going on down there. But yeah, so and this was strictly because not that I don't think LSU was a great team, but. It's the only two, two losses. losses. Okay. And so, and I didn't think that I was that far off with saying that when that year closed, I remember watching USC and watching Georgia and thinking those two are the best two teams in the country. Yeah. That, that Ray Malaluga like defense led or, you know, led defense at, at USC. I'm sure whoever they had it on, at, on offense was also fantastic. I remember they drugged Michigan in the Rose bowl that year, but it felt like those two were the best teams in the country to close out the year, but they both lost two games um in like during the season so i brought that up we did this live event uh on the ss pod like a couple years ago and and jacob hester was there with us and like tom hart and a few others and i brought up to just casually not to him but just in general that i thought georgia was the best team in 2007 and would have won a national championship and jacob was very offended because he played on that national championship team and and listen they beat some good teams but if you're talking about a year of chaos where anybody could win this is strictly, like, from a talent and the way they close the season, I think Georgia wins that year.
0: Why Why do you think Georgia wins that year? Because okay. if I recall from that, was, was that a NoSean team?
1: Well, we don't speak his name on this podcast. Um, I'm sorry. It's fine. I
0: just Stafford. No, it's... It was Stafford, it AJ was...
1: Green. It no, was surprising. AJ... No, AJ Green was 2008. But it's it's yeah, NoSean and Stafford. But it's a team, like, where... They, they go 11-2. and two. They finish ranked second in the country, right? They So they finish even ahead of whoever lost the national championship game, which I think, again, was Oklahoma. Um, and this is also that year where you had, like, Kansas and Mizzou were both good, and didn't, I think that was a top-five matchup to close, close the season. Um, so it was, a, it was a bizarre year in general. Georgia had the sixth-ranked strength of schedule in the country that year. Um, they lose two games. They lose to a, a game where I was so blackout drunk for this game that I remember – Handing the lady at the at the gate a handful of pretzels instead of my ticket, they lost to South Carolina, sixteen to twelve, um, like at the second game of the season. But then they lose, and this is the problematic one. They lose to Tennessee. Okay, they lose to Tennessee, who played in the SEC championship game that year. Um, was a pretty good team, and they lost to them by like like I want to say twenty one points, something like that. Like it wasn't that that close. It was it was not great. After the Tennessee loss, they play Vanderbilt. It's a close game. And then they play Florida. And this is a Florida team with Tim Tebow that is kind of underwhelming, like, you know, at the end of the season especially. But they were heavily favored in this game. And it's the famous game where Georgia goes in, they score the first touchdown, and the entire team celebrates, right? From that game on, okay, they averaged 37.8 points per game. They scored 40-plus points in four of their last six, uh, and three of those were against ranked teams. Their margin of victory was over 17 points per game. And you brought it up. No Sean Moreno, uh, that, that run game got going. They were averaging almost 200 yards a game, rushing. He was incredible the rest of the year. And then just again, going into how that team played towards the end of the season, they forced 20 turnovers in their last six games out of the total 26 they had all season. I just, I have a hard time thinking with the way they close out, the swag they had for the blackout game against Auburn, which is another game I think they might have been underdog in. It, Georgia didn't put up 40 points like like regularly at all at this time. And they had an offensive explosion, especially when you consider like the talent that was around Stafford. It was wildly impressive. And I think they would have won. The only reason I would say maybe not, and we'll get to the team you think would have, which is a perfect argument against Georgia is Georgia's defense was not great. <laughs> so they like, they, they, it's even to close the season. I was like, well, maybe they, they were, I kept thinking to myself, they were dominant the whole time, like on both sides of the ball, but I, you know, you give up 30 to Florida and, and I'm talking strictly in the last six games, you give up 34 to Troy, okay? 20 uh, to Auburn, which isn't bad. Um, you beat Kentucky 24 to three, but then you you give up, um, they, they gave up over 400 yards kind of routinely. Giving up 34 to Troy seems like a not not great way. Um, like there's a lot better teams that would have been in a playoff than Troy. So that defense was definitely susceptible and, and may have lost to the team you're going to bring up.
0: Yeah, so my my two... This this team was one of my favorite teams to watch uh, in this era of college college football, and that's two thousand seven West Virginia. Jesus, Um, Pat White, Steve Slayton, Noel Devine. Noel Devine has the best high school highlight tape I've ever (laughs) Ever seen in my life. Uh, But but anyways, um, they spearheaded a top ten offense. Obviously, what people probably built number one right. um, they weren't number one, actually. Uh, opponent adjusted. I don't know if they were like you know just straight up stats, but opponent adjusted, they weren't number one. But what a lot of people probably don't remember, I didn't remember this. They had a top ten defense as well by that same metric. Right. Um, they they slipped up once and in, in the, the regular season, and uh, they lost you know on the road against number eighteen, South Florida, which as we know right. ended up becoming the number two team at some point. And they they then they rattled <laughs> off all these wins till the very last week of the season. They were the number two team they in the, the country at this point.
1: <laughs> Last week of the season they lost to fucking Pitt at home. Backyard Brawl. Thirteen to nine. And Pitt was horrible. <laughs> okay, so and that's I didn't understand it's a rival game, all that kind of stuff. And and this is why it's a fun debate because like I brought up Georgia's defense, right? I, I tell you what if, if that offense is being held to nine points by fucking Pitt, I don't remember how many turnovers they had. It was some, I'm sure it was some crazy, let's, you know what? Fuck it. Let's look it up. Um, let, like it had to be some crazy thing that happened, but regardless, I, that kind of offense in a playoff would have been a, like, this is also the, the very beginning of that, the spread, like hurry up. Like rich, this got rich, Rob, the Al, rich, Rob, the Alabama job. He just didn't take it. Yeah. The Michigan job
0: though. Well, he, took, he didn't check out either yet. Yeah, yeah, he did because. So no, he coached uh, the next year. No, Bill Stewart was the coach in this game, in the, in the Oklahoma, against Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. We
1: had
0: Bill yeah. Stewart, Biller Stewart was the coach and, and he beat, they beat Oklahoma by 20. Oklahoma's oh, number right. three in the country. Right. That's what got Bill Stewart the job and then he just immediately lost it. <laughs> West Virginia fell off the map. But yeah, West Virginia, uh, destroyed oklahoma in the yeah and this is when bowls actually still mattered kind of um you weren't resting your players if you didn't make the playoff right. uh they beat oklahoma by 20 um that that yeah. pit game almost has shades of what i was just alluding to before with the mark rick thing like to have that good of an offense and then score nine points in a home game i get that you're it's playing a rival it's just weird and then rich rod's out Bill Stewart comes in. They beat Oklahoma, but that West Virginia team was awesome. And I get there in the Big East, and they they had a pretty shitty schedule, but they played four four ranked teams that year, at plus Oklahoma made five. Um, it's just that slip-up against Pitt, man. It's like what could have been for them.
1: Right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's crazy to look at. Um, you know, I think that, like, when you have – Again, if it's a playoff, what's what's weird about this team is – I mean, like, it's all there, man. Like, they, they beat two ranked teams, like, to close the season. But there were – there's some vulnerable spots here if you're a West Virginia fan. Like, you beat uh, – at Cincinnati, you beat them by five. That, that is a Cincinnati team that was ranked and also went 12-0 and the following season. Um, they beat a, a SEC team in, in um, Mississippi State. They beat them 38-13. to And they were – like, when they were on, they, they were on, right? Like, they, they were really good. How the fuck – Hold on. They beat they played Rutgers and it was an ABC game. against like how what world are we living in in 2007? Um, well, that was the anyway. that was the
0: the first go around for Shiano at Rutgers. Remember when they had uh Ray they weren't Leis? ranked though.
1: Yeah, yeah. We yeah, Rutgers was that. ranked in that game. They were no, ranked. They 25th. I'm looking right at it.
0: Well, according to sports are reference,
1: we, there's not a they, single thing that we've looked at tonight that's been on the same page. <laughs> um, Rutgers, Rutgers
0: was ranked twenty fifth in that game, West Virginia was sixth. Okay, regarding that, AP.
1: looking at the Pittsburgh thing, my ADD has, has obviously kicked in because I forgot to, to look at it. It says they entered, they entered the game as a 28 point favorite. And, and what bothers me, you know, you know what's at stake. Yeah. And this is like they don't have to play a Big East championship. Like they, they win and they're in, right? And, and it, again, to Georgia fans, everything that had to happen for Georgia to possibly get in happened. And it just yep. didn't work out. So the Mountaineers, however, could never get their high-powered offense going against the pit. Uh, it was hurt by fumbles, missed field goals, and ineffective performances by Steve Slayton and Pat White, the latter of whom missed part of the game with a thumb injury. Uh, Pittsburgh's starting quarterback and everyone's favorite substitute teacher, I'm assuming now, Pat Bostick, <laughs> 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 Perfect perfect teacher name. Uh, was the, equally ineffective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He
0: went back was- to Pittsburgh and he teaches in the local schools.
1: Listen to this, listen to this, this segue after saying, well, listen, like West Virginia, they struggled the whole night, blah, blah, blah. blah. You would think that it means, well, Pittsburgh was to play lights out. Pittsburgh starting their backup quarterback, Pat Bosick was equally ineffective at moving the ball outside of the play of LaShawn McCoy. Um, anyway, trailing by one possession late in the fourth quarter, West Virginia twice had the ball in pit territory, both drives ending and Pat white being stopped on downs. The final pit possession saw the Panthers run the ball out of the back of the end zone for a safety so it was actually 13 to seven and they, it, wow. So that's how they lost. Um, and it, it real quick, just like to, we, you know, we could do a whole, we should maybe do like a, a throwback episode like talking about some of these old years, because looking at the names alone from, from the the teams that year, um, it was Oklahoma LSU that played for the national championship, but you get Tebow on the, uh, the Heisman that year. Let's see here. There's James Lauren, Glenn Dorsey, um, let's see here matt ryan won the johnny unitas golden arm award
0: mark mangino um, was coach of the year
1: yeah for kansas Facts. my favorite game day sign yeah he was fucking huge um but like here's your your statistical leaders in offensive categories right uh sam bradford was the like highest for like, passer rating um tebow for a lot of other stuff Pass completions and attempts graham harrell from texas tech Uh, How about this for, for the leader in rushing Kevin Smith from UCF a year. He had 2,567 yards. Um, So that's fun. (laughs) Crabtree.
0: Crabtree was an absolute animal that year. Yeah,
1: Crabtree led the the country in, um, in receiving yards. They would go on to beat Texas the following year. Um, How how about the fact that Kevin Smith and didn't even sniff a Heisman from what I remember 2,567 yards rushing and and let me see here, 30 uh, touchdowns, 30 touchdowns. <laughs> this is <just> fucking stupid. <laughs> anyway, so there's an incredible year. Um, let's get to the next team. And, and, uh, cause I think the next year are going to bring up the best debates here. And at 2012, I'm, I'm skipping 2011. I know a couple LSU fans, um, uh, made the point that, you know, there's, they could have won a playoff. I just think if you don't beat Bama twice, I don't know. I don't think they would have beaten Bama again after what we saw in the national championship game. Um, especially with how close the first game was the another one i think our, our producer joe martin um he said 2008 texas which i thought was pretty good yeah it was bama one but it's like when colt mccoy was out and all that kind of shit uh, that right. game yeah, was yeah. closer than people remember too so um
0: it, the, was that the game bama versus texas mm-hmm. okay well that wouldn't count no no i'm sorry it's... i'm
1: sorry um he, he must have been 2009 uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think that's what he meant. Um, another one that people threw out there was 2009 Florida, which I think. Yeah. Somebody brought the point that it'd be hard for Bama to have beaten them twice. And I know that they beat them 32 to 13, but I completely agree with that statement. I think that's a perfect example. I didn't have them on this list, but still. Um, yeah. So in that 2011 LSU team, real quick, it, we don't talk enough about how great that team was. If, if they would have beaten Bama, they would have gone down as, as maybe the best team of all time up until that point. Like, you know, I know we know about Miami now, but they beat eight ranked teams that year. And eight ranked teams by an average of 24.8 points per game. Right so, like, remember they opened the year against Oregon in, like, you know, Dallas, something like that, and they they beat the shit out of them, I'm pretty sure. Then they went to West Virginia to the same thing. So, it's like, they were a really good team. The team I'm bringing up next, though, and this is the, the team I have at number two overall um, on this list for me, that in the most confidence that would win a national championship is 2012 Texas A&M. Okay. Um, now 2012 is the year where Texas A&M beat Alabama. Um, also kind of a crazy finish. You, you have them beat Alabama in like the second week of November. Right. Um, the following week Baylor and, and um, Baylor upset Kansas state, who I believe that was, was a crazy
0: game. Wasn't that like super high scoring?
1: That was where I got, I was at a, uh, I missed Kyle price's wedding that oh. was that weekend wow so um yeah it was a it was it was like i don't remember because we, we were all drinking um, yeah, it was
0: like rg3 versus colin klein
1: yeah it was colin klein he was like on the fucking he was on the front page or, or the front cover of sports illustrated that week and it was like some stupid thing like I, I i always called him like less athletic tim tebow that's basically what he was um but america loves a, a white quarterback that is somewhat athletic so um, Colin Klein with Kansas State. And, and you know, who was it? Lace Seastrunk was the running back for Baylor. And I remember him ripping off like a long run to win. And then somebody else, oh, Oregon beat Stanford or Stanford beat Oregon. One of the two, right? Which seemed to happen a lot with those two teams like in this time period. But whoever, I, I'm pretty sure Stanford beat Oregon to, we should just fucking look it up or I should have already looked it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Stanford beat Oregon to, to knock them out of contention. So, again, all the things that had to happen to put Bama yes, in the National Championship happened. that happen. is correct. Okay. So, then you have –
0: Oregon was number one. Stanford was 14 at Stanford – or no, at Oregon. At Oregon, right. One by three.
1: And so, it was like 19 to 16 or something weird?
0: Yeah, 17-14.
1: Okay. So, so, then you also have that incredible SEC Championship game where you have Georgia – just as, as the oh, clock expires and okay. right on the, like, you know, trying to go into score. Um, it's just an incredible game, just an incredible game against Alabama where they, you could argue they should have won that game. And everyone here, I think knows that they would have beaten Notre Dame in the national championship game. So that being said, I, I still say, if you have a playoff format or if either of these teams had to play this team at the end of the year, nobody was beating Texas A&M at the end of the 2012 season. And, and for whatever reason, I guess just like last year, the national media just has kind of shit on like how good that team was. They were 11 and two. They only finished fifth, right? Which is weird considering how they, how they closed the season and also who their losses were to. Okay. they they have the 20th ranked strength of schedule, but there's uh, SRS, as you pointed out earlier, um, is, was ranked third in the country. Yep. You obviously had Johnny Manziel who won the Heisman and, and people talk about that Bama game, like kind of being a fluke. I know I have in the past, here's the deal. That offense was ranked fifth in the country in total scoring, averaging over 44 points per game. They were third in total offense, averaging over 550 yards per game. The two losses they had were by a total of eight points, <laughs> a total of eight points. And they were two, both of them were two ranked teams, one to Florida, one to LSU. The one against Florida was the first game of the year. And that Florida team, by the way, went 12 and one, right? So it was a really good team. They finished third in the country. Um, since the LSU lost,
0: a must champ coached
1: that team makes no fucking sense to me (laughs) (laughs) still to this day but but since that lsu loss which was like i think the sixth game of the season whatever here's what they here's what they did they went three and over ranked teams including a win against number one alabama all three of those games were away from home they averaged over 46 points per game they averaged 589 yards per game right and that's with Bama holding him to only 417, okay? So it was in the last six games of the season, over 46 points per game, their average margin of victory was 24.8 points per game. And they, scored, they had over 600 yards of offense in four of their last six. Again, there's not a team in the country that was going to beat that Johnny Manziel, Texas a team. m team. Cliff Kingsbury was the, uh, was the OC with um, Kevin Selma as the head coach. So a phenomenal offensive minds. They go to play Oklahoma in the in the what do you call it? Um, was it the Cotton Bowl? I think it was the Cotton Bowl, and they beat him forty-one to thirteen. And Manziel has like over five hundred fifty yards of offense. It was ridiculous.
0: King, you said Kingsbury was the
1: OC. Is it Kingsbury? I don't know.
0: No, no, Kingsbury's right. Yeah, I'm just I'm just more focused on the fact that you said Kevin. Someone is a an offensive mastermind. Didn't seem to work out for him after. And
1: first off, that's not what I quoted. Or at uh, all.
0: offensive minds, great offensive minds.
1: He was at, at the time. He was considered. I, I mean, remember the broadcast against Bama, they said it over and over and over again.
0: Now that we've seen the the career paths of the two,
1: yeah, the full body. Kings, of Kingsbury <laughs> Kingsbury
0: is a head coach in the NFL. Someone got fired from Arizona. Yeah, that's fair. Well, also
1: Kingsbury <laughs> should have never gotten that NFL job, but but. That's true. You're right. And I'm not like, gonna hate X. on Keys he's the hottest coach in football ever. So um, okay. Again, I don't know who's on your list, but are we we're
0: we're gonna we're gonna talk 2013. Let's get into this.
1: This is the next one for me. And this is I said interchangeable for me at, at three with UGA, but I, I when I brought this up, I didn't think this was that big of a debate. And and I I, I, I wanna preface this by saying everything else we've said so far we have spent time researching and looking up until we could make like an objective debate this one i'm setting aside and i'm going to just be a homer okay yeah. and, and we're going to debate this because 2013 is the year bama lost in the kick six yep. to florida state That's and cool. i didn't know this until like two years ago maybe like which is not good um that that florida state team was considered by some to be the greatest team like our greatest season maybe ever yeah. Okay, yep. so you take – just take the stage. Take the floor.
0: So, I mean, you could obviously say, yeah, you guys play in the ACC, not great. And to the to a um, point, I, I get it. Confident opening statement. Um, second in the nation in points per game, 51.6 points per game scored that year. Wait, you had what? the Heisman winner. Mm. <laughs> Jameis Winston, 4,000 yards passing. You had the, – the offense first, we'll just start there. Incredible. Devontae Freeman. Every – player on the 22 starting offense defense was drafted off that team.
1: I didn't know that. Are you serious?
0: Devontae Freeman, Kelvin Benjamin, Rashad Green, Nick O'Leary were all studs. You don't have to say, oh, God. But, if you
1: bring up fucking Nick O'Leary one more time on this podcast, you hey, brought him up every episode. Do you
0: know whose grandfather is? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jack um, But was actually what was, was, which was better was the defense. They were the number one defense in the country. They had 27... 27 interceptions that year. Jeremy I don't know. That Jeremy Pruitt Jeremy Pruitt led defense. His one season in Tallahassee. Was it one season? One yeah. season in Tallahassee. He was run out of there because he, you know, rumors and whatnot. Yeah, um, he was just openly <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think really rumors. People were viewing him out at bars. Kind of like the Joey yeah. Freshwater thing. Um no but uh the team and you want to throw about Offense, defense, the kicker. The kicker got drafted in the second round.
1: That's <laughs> <Yeah>, good. That's <laughs> pretty good. I've been this
0: all year. So, uh, what was the name? Um, it was Aguayo, Roberto Aguayo. Yeah, he ended up yeah. being absolutely like he was out of the NFL in like two years. He never had a chance. Maybe but this sad. team, if we've we've recalled this before, but went into a road game against Clemson, which you and I have both said is probably the best road atmosphere we've ever been in. That night they that was- were. They were trying later. to set the world record for loudest decibels at a stadium yeah. pre-game. Our team walks out led by Jimbo Fisher and our uh, like third string running back, James Wilder. He's flexing as they're walking out crowd going crazy. People do that. That, but that was the confidence of that team. That, yeah. that was that, that was the game with a famous James Winston speech, which is just crazy. Uh, you know, what was a, it again? Whatever. To do a big, whatever. Oh, we're going to do a big then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to do it then. We do a big then. And they go out there and they beat Clemson's ass. And they never turn back. I know Auburn fans will get mad about this because I actually mentioned it to a couple of my Auburn friends the night that we won the game. And they were so mad. They're like, all right, drop it, bro. We get it. But little known fact by people probably outside of that is that Auburn had our signals. Sweet shut so up first half because Damian Craig was cheating was on, on Florida state staff the year before, not really cheating. Jimbo Fisher probably should have been smarter to change the, the damn signs, but either yeah. way he didn't. And you can hear in the broadcast, Kelvin Benjamin coming off the field saying, coach, they know, they know the place flipped it up at halftime and ended up winning.
1: They were, they were down 21, three in that game. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was just making a joke about Auburn always cheating. Um, <laughs> That's wow. Okay, so I'm looking at this, and and again, again, totally unbiased by me,
0: totally unbiased. I mean, I you know no.
1: So, but to your defense, (laughs) again, I know I I appreciate like the humor in that, but there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. um, Because I'm looking at this now, and and now keep in mind, this is 2013. We all know, 2013 was a bad year for for Uncle Chris. It was the worst year of my life. I was in a very very bad place. And what's crazy is I worked at a sports bar and I remember all uh, like every Saturday, like Florida state fans coming in. And I was so unimpressed with this team because they were only doing it against the ACC. That's what I would tell myself every week. Okay. Um, Now from my own bias, actually, before I get to my bias, let me say to defend you, you brought up all the stats. They had the number one defense in the country. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, they had the number one defense in the country. They gave up over 20 points only twice the whole season. Once was at Boston college, which is yeah, bizarre. That was um, I remember that game it was 48, 34, right. Yeah. And the other, the other was um, against Auburn, which is a 34 to 31 game, which you brought up. They had their signs. And that's also an Auburn offense that we saw was one of the best offenses in the last decade, maybe last 20 years in, with Gus Malzahn's, you know, system and Trey it's Mason, crazy and Marshall.
0: Nick Marshall. Yeah, this is crazy.
1: No, he was fantastic in that offense. Um, but then you look at those, are the only two games that give up over 20 points. You guys beat a team, you guys scored 80 on Idaho. <laughs> 80 <laughs> points. I'm just looking through the schedule, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So, like, dude, the, okay, the so that is a victory, game, by the way, 49 or, to 17, yeah.
0: that NC State game. I was there for that game. We were yeah. up 35 to zero in the first quarter. How is that even possible? I've never Keep seen anything like it. math. I've never even seen anything like it. I was in the stands just watching. Our players were playing hangman on the sideline in the th- in the third quarter.
1: Not supposed to do that. That's a very undisciplined move from Jimbo. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Keep talking. Keep so i team say and math. here,
0: look, you know, and I shit on Jimbo all the time, mainly because I'm bitter, and not because he left. But because he left the the program in shambles when he did leave. But no doubt about it, when he was really executing on all yeah. cylinders, 2012, 2013, even 2014 to an extent that man can evaluate some talent and he can recruit and you're starting to see it at Texas A&M. They're going to be, I mean, I hate to admit it, but they're really starting to recruit on a, on the next level now. And as long as he's bought in and he doesn't, he's not distracted by off the field shit, whatever it may be, he's a really good coach. And this team was the culmination of everything that he did uh, at Florida state when he was really making it work. 2014, we still went undefeated in the regular season, but the team just was changed. The culture had changed. That's when yeah. they started rotting. It was and so it was much fun else. to watch. Yeah, we fell from there, but but, but yeah. It,
1: okay, so real quick on this, and it, maybe I was totally wrong about the Bama thing because because from from my point of view, or I, I'll defend you after. Right, here's my point of view. Okay, Bama has just won three out of four national championships. Okay, they lost in the regular season and they get to the national championship and win in convincing fashion in 2011 2012 so you have won back-to-back national championships in 2011 2012 okay on top of that hold on where, where are we at here so on top of that you have um you have AJ McCarron right who finished second in the Heisman that year and I, you can say whatever you want about game manager he was he was 30 and three it whereas it's like touchdown the INT ratio that year they also were dominant. like They, they just absolutely crushed them. They beat Auburn that year 49 to nothing who was – Oh, this is actually – no, wait, this is 2013. I'm thinking 2012. 2013, they dominated everyone for most of the season, right? I'm trying to think of what even their, their closest game would have been that year, and I'll have to look it up. But you had, I believe, one of the better defenses in the country. Um, they were – let's see here. They were fourth in scoring defense. Um, the closest game was actually Texas A&M in week two. I remember this. I about of a panic attack. 49 to 42 game, right? But they could put up points with anybody. Uh, they were ranked number one for the entire season. Like, I, I never even looked past that, that spot. Obviously, looking at Florida state. Um, they were, they put up 38 points per game. And you look at the loss. They, they lost in the most fucking ridiculous way possible right the kick six yeah. what people forget about the kick six is that the play before that that made that even forced that to happen auburn scored a touchdown on a play that would later become illegal in college football because all the linemen were five yards downfield and nick marshall by all means looks like he's running dumps off a pass to i think it was sammy coats they run in to tie the game up so you lose on a kick six i just think that if you get back to the national championship and it's a saving assistant You give forty days to prepare for. Nobody's beating Alabama. That being said, there were cracks in that foundation for that team all year long that Bam fans didn't know about until after. And then you obviously you obviously see the loss with Oklahoma. Um, And now that I'm looking at this Florida State team, and you brought up their dominance, and I just dismissed it for so long. The 22 out of 22 on the two deep is is crazy enough, but their average margin of victory it was. 39.8 points per game they played they played five ranked teams right they beat they played five ranked teams which is a decent amount for the season okay um well it's more than i think people would give them credit for playing in the acc sure they beat those ranked teams by an average of thirty-three point six points, almost five touchdowns per game.
0: You know what brings up the average? The uh, this is when Maryland was still in the ACC. They were ranked twenty-five, and I'll never forget it because I, I listened to local Tallahassee radio, and one of the guys on there was saying, "I think Maryland's going to be a problem." We won sixty-three to zero.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, you guys <laughs> had back-to-back weeks where you you beat a team. Where's it at? You had back-to-back weeks against conference play, and by the way. You guys were ranked 11th to start the season. And I remember this this year starting out because y'all beat Pitt on a Thursday night game to start the year. And It was, it was, it like was a tw-
0: Monday night. It was a Labor Day. Monday night, day. right. Yep, yep, that's right. And he
1: went like 24 of 26 or something stupid for like 400 yeah. yards and four touchdowns. I was like, oh shit. Um, and that was his first start, right? So then you have, uh, oh my God, okay. Did I miss? Oh, I didn't miscount this. I just saw that Bethune-Cookman was ranked, but it, it, it wasn't one of the ones that I counted. Um, yeah, they, they were weren't. ranked 19th in FCS. But, <laughs> but you, had, uh, you had two games back-to-back <laughs> where you won 59-3. to You played a number seven Miami team who was like, and this is what's most impressive, baby, is they played Clemson and, and Miami. They were both ranked in the top 10, and we, we've talked about that Clemson game. They did everything they could to get themselves ready for that game. And they got fucking demolished. It was fifty-one to fourteen. And as you've said, and we've said before, seven of those points they gave up were like at the last two minutes of the game. And that's like yeah. that Taj Boyd Clemson team that I think went to the Orange Bowl that year. Um, yes, they did. For, they
0: played Ohio State in the Orange Bowl that year.
1: And they beat him. Yeah, they beat him yeah. forty to thirty-five. So, so <laughs> that Clemson team wins.
0: I swear that Jesus. that that game changed Clemson's program forever because. Probably we not only beat the shit out of them but like there were plays i'll never forget oh god i can't say his name our tight end Yeah. <laughs> there was the a play where time? he was running full steam this and the safety came to hit him and he absolutely just trucked him and yeah. it was like one of those like signs like this program is way better and i'll never forget Davo said you play that game 10 times we win five of them okay <laughs> um but i Fuck really you, think Demo. i mean hold I, on I, I,
1: 51 to 14 and you say that
0: yeah and so i think that that game honestly changed the trajectory of them like they realized they had to get better get yeah. stronger and they did and to, to their credit and, and we've we've been decimated but yeah i mean I, I'll, I'll be honest you know i was actually watching that kick six game with my brother-in-law who's in why player. we?
1: i don't want to fucking talk about it
0: and i, I remember being like once we won that Clemson game, I was like, I'm pretty sure we're going to win the championship I don't see another team beating us. But I was, I just had the Alabama in my mind cause you guys had to your, to your credit. I mean, you had us my... in, in
1: your mind. We were ranked number one in the country the whole season.
0: No, what I mean by, by I had you in our mind is I think we're going to win the championship now once right. we play Clemson. Then I was like, but, but Bama's won two championships in a row. And that kind of scares me, but I still thought we would win. Then when Auburn beat y'all, I was like, damn, they had the Georgia play. And the Auburn play. back to back yeah. weeks. And I was like, oh, God, now we're going up against something that doesn't even make sense against God. And then yeah. they just destroyed Missouri in the SEC, but of like 500 yard
1: or 350 yeah. yards rushing.
0: And I was like, man, maybe I don't want to play Auburn. And for zoo was ranked top five that year. And for a half, I was like, shit, I was right. We shouldn't, have. but yeah. So I, to me, 2013 is not debatable. I think we would have won. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, yeah, uh,
1: there's like you could for also, here's, here's something I, I, I need, We need to do like a full episode on some of these seasons. I think it'd be a lot of fun, especially the off-season content coming up. But like, I'm trying to find or figure out who was ranked number two because because the traje- trajectory of y'all's season, by the way, side note, I haven't mispronounced a single word or forgotten a word on this whole episode. Um, you guys were ranked 11th, 10th, 10th, and then you were finally, you weren't ranked even in the top five until, October. how was that possible? Y- when y'all played Clemson, Y'all were ranked fifth and they were ranked, they were ranked three. And that's the first time y'all ranked the top five all season. It says y'all are ranked third all the way up until November 16th. Who was ranked number two in 2013? Hmm. Am I stupid? Like what?
0: Man, I'm going um, to jog my memory there. Number two, 20, was it Ohio
1: state? It might've been 2013 college was like, that would make sense, but it th- wasn't, they had one of the years back then where they went like six and five, and I think it was then or 2011. Um, 2013 college football season week by week rankings. We're gonna learn uh, in the process here. Uh,
0: when you when it, you hear the typing, that's when you know it's good.
1: You know it's good. So all right, the rankings. Oh, you know what? It was Oregon. Oregon was um, was ranked number two, the entire season. That was like the year before Marcus Mariota won the yeah. Heisman and they were so good. And then I'm assuming that they held up. Now we just have to go into a whole fucking season. This is fun. Um,
0: It is fun. Hopefully the, the listeners find it to be fun as well.
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> one day I'll tell you, I'm not going to tell the listeners because it's like one of the saddest things you'll ever hear, my experience at that national championship game because it felt like a low point. I just remember I, remember I had just started at Houston's and I, I guess I'll tell you, I'm looking this up. I just started at Houston's and I decided I would work because I was so broke after what I'd done to myself in 2013. This is like the start of 2014. And I remember picking up the shift during the games. I didn't want to watch Auburn and I, they cut me early. And so I got on Marta, got off at the exit near where my apartment, actually it wasn't in my apartment yet, but I was like staying at my friend's place Jeff. He wasn't there. And I remember I had to walk like a, like a pretty long way, like a mile or so to get to the apartment. And it was like one of the coldest days of the year. It was it was like 18 degrees out and I didn't have gloves. I remember I got in and I watched the final like four minutes of the game just running hot water over my hands. It's one of like the poorest Charlie and the Chocolate Factory things I've ever done in my fucking life. <laughs> um, anyway, so that Oregon team, that Oregon team lost to Stanford. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah. And they also lost to Arizona after that. Um, but, yeah, so 2013, seems like you guys were really good. And yeah. that probably – yeah, maybe you guys just would have beat everybody. I think
0: we have one more team to talk about.
1: Yeah, let's – the last one, and then we'll get into how we'll close this out. And that's – I said I said 2015 Ohio State. And somebody brought this up, too, is that 2014, they didn't say definitive person but, or team, but you could make the argument that a bunch of teams – because that season was also crazy. It's the first year of the playoff, and I don't know if you remember the SEC that year. Because Florida State, it felt like it was hanging on by a thread the whole fucking season, like they were undefeated. And no, they were that was ranked... 2014. That was 2014. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, 2014. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. But it felt like like they were undefeated. But it felt like it was like Jesus. They are. They well, are. We were the very four beatable. Seed.
0: We were number four seed for a long. time. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being undefeated, coming off a championship, undefeated, and like they. And to, I mean, as a 4 fan, obviously everyone was mad, but it was like, yeah, I mean, you, you as know. It the Jameis
1: suspension year, and.
0: I was at that. That was the craziest shit ever. I was at the that dumbest game.
1: Dumbest fucking kid, man. Comes out with his <laughs> pads on. It was like, what? I'll never forget Jimbo's face that pregame.
0: Well, that was the beginning. You could tell things were like really weird behind the scenes. Like, yeah. he didn't choose that on his own. His locker was packed with his pads and his jersey. Right. He didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, somebody <laughs> fucked that up. But anyways.
1: Yeah. But so that, but I remember. When the guy brought this up about 2014, I, I made the joke, and it really wasn't a joke. In 2014, you could argue that that was the 12-team playoff and it was just the regular season. Like, that was the year where you had Ole Miss beat Bama, and you had the, the – they were ranked – Mississippi State was ranked first at one point. Oh, yeah. Ole Miss was ranked uh, in the top five for most of the season. They had a really good team. Um, Auburn was ranked in the top five. They played in incredible game in in Oxford – there was just the whole year and then you have out west you have marcus Mariota, who put up 41 touchdowns and four interceptions had over he had 55 total touchdowns the finalists for the highs of that year were like it was just crazy because it was, it was one at each position you had amari cooper who had one of the greatest seasons of all time as a receiver before last year with devonta running back you had melvin ingram who had like 2400 yards rushing and not melvin ingram uh melvin gordon from wisconsin had like 2400 yards rushing <laughs> would have won it any other year and then Mariota quarterback. And you get to the playoff and Bama's ranked number one and they open with number four, Ohio state and, and number four, Ohio state. They had just lost their starting quarterback, JT Barrett in the last game of the season. And they, they had to start a backup for the big 10 championship game. And a lot of people, including myself, didn't think they deserved to be in because of that. Right. Cardell Jones goes up and puts up 50 points against Wisconsin in the championship, then beats Bama and goes on to win the national championship. And I'll never forget telling my dad at the time, we were speaking. And I was like, um,
0: my dad, after, time.
1: after we lost, I was like, it doesn't matter because nobody's beating Oregon and Ohio state does it. So yeah. I have a, I didn't make an argument for that year because of Ohio state. Like we saw it in playoff form, like when they had their backs against the wall with a backup and they still just, just destroyed people. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, they had a great defense, which brings me to my last team, which is 2015 Ohio state. And I, I Mike, toscano i believe his last name is from twitter great dude he's the one that originally brought this up and it's the only reason i even looked into making these arguments during the playoff era because it seemed kind of futile since we have a playoff but this one makes the most sense to me and, and it's this, a year where bama plays clemson for the national championship bama lost almost again that year clemson i believe that year lost to pitt it might have been 2016 um and, Of course, we'll I think look it
0: up. That, yeah, I think that was 2016, but yes, we, we will look it up.
1: Um, I know they lost to somebody, no, they went undefeated oh. until Alabama. Okay, so wait, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, they were ranked number one. So, Derrick Henry wins the Heisman. Alabama is ranked, um, as low as I believe 13 at one point of the season, um, after the old miss loss, or it was like eight, maybe I don't know. They they roll off just uh, like you know. A bunch of wins in the season, and and they seem, what people remember, as like one of the better teams because they had that defense. They had the best defensive line I've I've seen in I don't even know how long, right? Like you you have, they 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 Fournette was leading for the Heisman. I think he had a thousand yards after four games, thousand yards rushing. He was averaging 191 yards per game going into the Bama game. He gets held to 19 carries for 31 yards. Bama was pretty good, right? They had they had Derrick Henry won the Heisman. And but outside of that, and the defense again was good. Outside of that, they didn't have that much on offense. This Ohio State team that was the Jake Coker year. Jake Coker was the quarterback. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And and remember, they played it, they were losing to Clemson, I believe, in the fourth quarter of that national championship game. And and that's when Saban pulled the onside kick, all that kind of stuff, and some things kind of had to go their way for them to win. Um I, the reason I bring up the, the 2015 Ohio State team is because let's look at it right like real quick like they were 12 and one they lost one game and it was to michigan state on a like a last second field goal right um they were by all means like let me damn it i had i've got too many tabs open tyler um okay they were 12 and one um their srs of course was was second this is the year where they had all three of the quarterbacks braxton miller uh JT jt barrett and and carnell jones right and they were one of, and you have urban myers the head coach they were they were ranked number one in the they had country. mike
0: thomas they had Ezekiel elliott
1: they were loaded they were i mean they were loaded and they had and they, they you know by all means kind of like breeze through most of the smell actually they didn't really breeze through the schedule they beat unranked indiana by oh they didn't play a ranked team until michigan state yeah. right um and they lose michigan state 14 to 17. They they and they're at home. But that's the first ranked team they played all year. So this has a lot of FSU 2014 vibes for me. Um then they play Michigan, who's ranked 12th. They beat them 42 to 13, and they they kill Notre Dame uh in the festival. But they lost by three points on a field goal um and I believe also in overtime to to that Michigan State team who ended up getting to the playoff and getting absolutely waxed by Alabama. Mm -hmm. I just with how talented that team was and also like they lost late and it was by up until that, by up until like that point, they were definitely the favorite to win it all. They were, they were headed in that direction to get to the the national championship, at least in the playoff. And they were kept out of it because of Michigan state.
0: Well, that's the, that's kind of what we talked about in the emergency pod is, is, you know, that Michigan state loss while bad, you don't feel as bad as Ohio state fan. If, if you have a 12 team playoff, cause you know, you're still right. getting in, you know, and that's, that's kind of what we don't like about the 12 team playoff, but also we kind of do like it at the same time, because that means that a really good team like Ohio state is still going to have a chance at a national title. You're still going right. to get the best teams playing each other, Michigan state playing Alabama in the first round. That's not the best matchup that could, that there could have been. No. You know? Well, and so yeah, it's it, fair. So it's, it, so I think the 12 team playoff, helps that side of it it's like okay well michigan state probably never well i guess in this re- regard they probably still would have played they would have had a first round bye yeah you know so and at that point you know then ohio state's got a chance to make their way through so it, it you know that's what i don't really love about this twelve team is like the regular season it's kind of like okay well yeah we lost michigan state but whatever we're you know whatevs we're still in and it's like, i kind of joke but not really joking at all when that news came out, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State are all thinking to themselves, well, great, we've just locked up a playoff spot no matter what right. for the next decade.
1: Well, you know what's funny, too, is that it, it talking, specifically talking about this 2015 Ohio State team, when they hired Urban Meyer as the head coach, I remember just thinking, I was like, they will be in the national championship game on average of every other year. Like, that's how, because, like, the Big Ten, for one, but also he is going to build an absolute dominant program with elite athletes everywhere, and, and did and and like, you know, up until last year, there are a few things Ohio State fans loved more than bringing up that 2014 Sugar Bowl because we don't respect them down here in the South. And they went 85 yards to the heart of Dixie. It was like, fuck it, man, it happened eight years ago. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think like the resume itself isn't that great. They, they only played three ranked teams and they were two and one against them. Right. The loss was at home um, to a team that, as we brought up, eventually lost 38 nothing in the playoff um they beat michigan who's in the top 10 uh they beat who was it um they beat notre dame uh who was ranked eighth so not a great resume they, they were they were ranked second in scoring defense they gave like 15 points per game um but they were only ranked where is it out here why do i have so many damn tabs open um they were ranked only 30 they had the 36th ranked strength of schedule so not great um And their offense is ranked 28th in scoring. So the resume, like I said, not great. But I would also say the way they came off the year before, that's got to be in in the back of people's minds. Um, And and the fact that, like, you know, you have, like, that kind of talent on that roster.
0: Yeah, we only listed offensive players. Think about the defense. You had Joey Bosa. You had Raquan McMillan, Darren Lee. Like, their linebacker core was sick. Right. The D-line was sick. I mean, uh, so just Luke giving them a is the
1: offensive coordinator now a head coach and doing fantastic.
0: Yeah. So anyways, it's an interesting debate. What we yep. like about our show. We're a show of the people. Yeah. All right. This was just our opinion, two men and their opinions. Yeah. What we want to, do is we want to take this to the streets. Cause we scroung, exactly. we okay. in. Stop quoting yeah. Jameson. Stop fucking talking <laughs> about Nick O'Leary. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, we're going to take some of these teams, maybe all of them. We'll see and we're going to put together a 12-team hypothetical playoff. Yeah. All the best teams that we think could have had a chance had there been a 12-team playoff and actually rank them, seed them, and we're going to put out a fan pool. Everybody loves a fan pool.
1: Everyone loves a fan pool.
0: We're going to put it out and see who's the ultimate champion. Do, we, do you think we should just leave 2000 Miami out or make them the one seed?
1: That's such a good question. I think it, we should leave them in. I don't know. I'll, I'll do what I always do, and I'll... I'll say one thing, overthink and then I'll it. ask a bunch of people and overthink it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's. That is going to be it for the show. Um, I thought that was good. We'll, yeah. Fun to look back, we'll do- man. It's it was a,
0: it's fun to look back at some of those old seasons and remember some. Of yeah.
1: The I we should start doing this uh, more often as well. So I'm just going to check up here on this Hawks score and Mississippi State um, in the Super Regional. So, by the way, Mississippi State's head coach. I'm assuming it's his head coach. I don't know. Go look this up. But he looks like if like someone drew like a fat Dan Mullen, Steve Sarkeesian mix. It's, it's very specific, but anyway. Um, all right. So like Tyler said, we're going to throw that up here at some point in the next couple of days, uh, the um, cultural playoff, those who didn't win a championship, put them in the poll and you guys will um, vote on all of it. And then we'll see who wins and who's the best team in Europe. And as always, not only with the five-star reviews, we'd love those. Um, and you know, uh, like, and subscribe, all that kind of stuff. But give us your opinion on who you think and give us a reason why because like, as we learned from the show i went into this thing in 2013 bama was a lock to be on this and now we have to record a whole new fucking segment for youtube because i now my, don't have them in my top five at the end of this because tyler taught me something so teach us something uh and now you're also more well versed in your arguments on on twitter
0: there you go and and don't be like some of the people in the facebook group saying south carolina would have had a chance to beat four state in 2013 okay
1: I was going to say, don't call out somebody, but that's that's also fair. All right. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Uh, That's it. All
0: right. Thanks, guys.